Today we're talking about this. You have a different purpose. A different purpose. So I invite you to turn with me in your copy of the scriptures to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know if you've turned on, maybe you have this infomercial channel or uh, you know, the, I forget what they, you know, um, is it HSV, Home Shopping Network, HSN, something like that, right? Um, I, obviously, I, you can tell I don't really watch a whole lot of that, but um, typically on different things and different TV shows, you'll have these guys that will pop up and say, hey, let me help you to find the fulfillment of your life. I don't know why I think they all talk with an accent, but they do. I don't know what that is. And let me help you find the fulfillment of your life. Let me, let me show you uh, the way to uh, self-help, your, to get you more successful, to have a more fulfilling existence. And in reality, there's no shortage of people who are jumping into that thought process. You know, this is because at our core, we seek fulfillment. We seek, it's, it's almost this universal phenomenon. We want to make sure that we matter, that our lives are fulfilled. And, and the primary problem uh, stems from the fact that while everybody pretty much knows the date that they were born, not everybody knows why they were born. Well, everybody probably knows what time you set your alarm to wake up in the morning. You may not know why am I getting up. What's the purpose of this? If I were to show, even in a group like this, if I were to ask for a show of hands of how many people believe that God has a purpose for your life, I'm sure that all of us would raise our hands, or most of us anyway, would raise our hands and say, yes, I believe that. I am confident that God has a purpose for my life. But then if I followed that same question with this, are you able to define and know what your God-given life purpose is? Many would lower their hand because they're unsure. So today, my thought process in this message is to give you a different thought process on your purpose in life. Because I think everybody's got the same thing that we're going for here. We're going to talk about that this morning. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1. I know it says verse 9 on the screen, but we're going to hop up and hit verse 7. It says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and in, on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we, who were, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of His glory. Father, today I just pray, God, would you speak to our hearts this morning? We want to hear from you, Lord, today. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to really just direct thoughts, and Lord, let you direct this time. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Let me give you this first thought process. I've got a couple points here that I want to share with you today. The first one is this. Everything has purpose. Everything has purpose. God created everything. Everything he created, he did on purpose with a purpose. So you could say this, purpose, the purpose of God or the will of God precedes creation because before the words were even spoken, let there be light in that moment of God kicking off creation, he had you in mind. He knew you. I love what Colossians 1.16 says. It says this in the Message Bible. It says, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Everything was started in him, and everything finds its purpose in him. So, so what's your purpose? What was the reason that you were created? Was it to uh, just arrive safely at death? Was it to uh, go through life and just kind of get my fulfillment in what I do or who I am? Is it more about relational things of the people around me, or is it the purpose of life? To serve and to worship God. The reason you were created was for God's pleasure. You were created to bring God happiness, not the other way around. God was not created for your happiness. You were created for his. And so in that, the the Word of God talks about this idea of of we are created for His pleasure. Revelation 4.11 says this, You have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. God created us to have relationship with Him, to have pleasure with Him. God decided that He was going to do something fun, and He was going to put man, He was going to make man into the image of Himself and say, let's make Him in my image, and then we're going to put a spirit in him and God's going to move in him and we're going to have a relationship together. We're going to walk together and talk together. We're going to have communion together. We're going to share life together. That was the purpose of mankind. Do you know that when God created man, he knew it it would satisfy a longing deep inside of himself. Do you know who meets, meets that longing in his life? You do. You're special to God. Can I just tell you, God's not wild by what you can do. <laughs> Some of you are going to, this is going to be like, what? <laughs> right? God's not wild by what you can do because he's done better. God's not impressed by what, how much you know or how much you've been educated because God already knew it. He's not staggered by how fast you can run or how much money you can make. You want to really get a hold of God's heart. You want to really have his attention. You want to really be blessed. You need to go after God with all your heart. Love him with everything you have because that fulfills the purpose of why you were created. Fulfills that purpose. I see a lot of people today, they think that their purpose is found in their job. 
We identify with that. Can I just be real for a minute? One day, you're not going to do the job you do right now. I'm not saying you're going to, this isn't a prophecy that you're going to get laid off, okay? <laughs> but, but, but reality says this, one day I am no longer going to be able to do what I do now. Whether that's my job as a pastor or minister, whether that is a job of you if you work construction or whatever you're doing right now, there's going to come a time when you no longer are able to do it. And in those moments, whenever you are searching, if you've labeled the, the, the purpose of your life to be something that's found just on what you do, at those moments, you're going to be empty. You're going to be empty. There's something I've learned in uh, and, you know, I, I've learned this over time. There's a law of entropy. Anybody ever heard of the law of entropy? The law of entropy says this, that once something is born, it starts to die. And every one of us in this room, that law is in effect for you. I know you came to church to be encouraged and uplifted. <laughs> so bless God, it's appointed unto man once to die. There you go. But one thing I've noticed along this thing with this law of entropy that's happened, I, I don't recover like I used to. I, I don't, we were talking in first service, somebody just turned 40 today, and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could be 40 again, Lord. <laughs> it's only been six years, but my goodness, things just don't heal like they used to. But the point of it is, at some point, we're all going to have a place where if we're finding fulfillment in that, it's going to pass us by. Maybe you're finding fulfillment, you're trying to find purpose in a relationship, and while relationships are good, and, and I love my family, I, I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I love my parents, and all, all that, that's awesome, and that's wonderful, but if I'm looking for them to fulfill that void of purpose in my life, I'm telling you, they will always let me down, and I will always be in a place where I am not completely satisfied. Why is that, Pastor? It's because God made you to worship him. And whenever you are not worshiping God, you will never find that purpose. When you are mocking God and living life your own way, and you say, well, what do you mean mocking God? Basically, if you're just doing it your way, that's what you're doing. If you're living life for you this morning, that's normal. Remember what we've talked about in this series? Normal is broke. That's the way that our society tells you, get all you can, man. Live it for yourself. Grab everything you can get. But we're meant to be different. And we're meant to live life on purpose. The second thing I want to talk about to you, the second point is this. You are made unique. Your purpose makes you unique. God made, you, made each one of you unique. And and somebody's looking across the room saying, amen. Okay. Aren't you glad? There are times in life, though, that I wish everybody thought like me. Anybody there? Man, why can't everybody just think this way? Life would be so much easier. The problem is you couldn't get along with yourself. And there are some people that you look across, you think, man, God made you unique. And you're thinking, thank God there's not two of them. 
right? God made you that way so that you could fulfill what he has. There is nobody else on this globe. There is nobody else in this room, nobody since the dawn of history that can do what you can do and looks like you and acts like you because you fearfully and wonderfully made. You weren't this divine experiment. God had something in mind for you from the day that you were born. And, and, and this is what Isaiah 46.10 tells us. This is declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient time things which have not been done, saying, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. What's that saying? That before you were created, God had you in mind. God knew what you were going to do. He, he knew the plan he had with your life. And he started with you. And if there's anything you could hear today is this. If there's anything I want to communicate is, is these couple things. Number one is you were created with a purpose to love God. Number two is this. In your uniqueness, you are valuable. You have value. When you lay a hold of that in your life, you'll start to think the way God thinks, and you'll value the things that God values. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 says this, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, God had us in mind. Isn't that so cool? That long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. And settled on us as the focus of his love to make us whole and holy by his love. The third thing I want to hit on today is this. It's just basically kind of what we've been talking about and kind of summing up a little bit. is this key to fulfillment. What's the key to fulfillment? When you embrace God's given, your God-given purpose of worship in relationship, and you unleash the potential that God wants to do in your life, God turns that into your passion. There's nothing more satisfying to know that I am serving God and that God is in control of my life. So many people today look for fulfillment in so many different things. And we think, we, we kind of put this equation together that if I am happy and everything is going my way, then I must be fulfilled. But can I just interject this this morning that happiness does not equal fulfillment. Your joy does not equal fulfillment. <laughs> I'm sure that'll make the cut of the tape. Awesome. I am totally lost now. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Again, I'll say this. The goal of life is not to arrive safely at death. It's to live life with a different call, a different purpose, a different motivation. To live God's life. And happiness isn't the key to your fulfillment. To, because if you want to be, what, what happens if you're fulfilled? What happens if tragedy happens? What happens if, if you're in need? 
And so whether you're living on happy trails or whether you are in the middle of a difficult situation, whether you're in the middle of need or in the middle of plenty, or whether you are uh, just got a report of cancer or you just got a great bill of health or, or whether you've lost a loved one or, or whatever the case is, I want to tell you today that your fulfillment is not found in your circumstances. It's not found in just what life gives you. Your fulfillment can be constant. It doesn't have to be this up and down thing of life. It can be steady and constant, but it only happens when you find your fulfillment in God. When He becomes everything to your life. There's a short video clip I want to show. This video clip, I, I found it this week. It came across my computer, and it was just really powerful. It's an I Am Second video from a singer named Tori Kelly. Enjoy people all around me all the time would say like, oh, you're such an amazing singer. And that became my identity in a lot of ways, was like, I'm the singer. When I was 12 years old, I ended up getting signed to a record label. I felt like I had the world promised to me. You're gonna make it, you're gonna be the next this. I'm like, cool, yeah, just kind of going with the motions. But there were some things that happened within the label where someone else kind of came in and took over and didn't really believe in me the same way. I was just really confused of why they, they didn't see what I thought that I had, and that was it. I didn't have a record deal anymore. After that, every executive that I would talk to, there was always some reason why they didn't want to sign me. You're so reserved, you're too shy, quiet, loosen up a little bit. They wanted me to be this outgoing, bubbly personality, which I just, I didn't have. And that's when I really started comparing myself to other people. The thought came up to try out for American Idol. I made it pretty far, but ended up getting uh, sent home this isn't just one door closing, this is like another door out of all these other doors that have closed in my face and I was so devastated. I was the singer who if I failed, then people would be disappointed. That's when I went back into my room, my childhood room, and um, I started to journal a lot. I wrote about confusion, feeling different, getting out these emotions I've never been really good at explaining. Just kind of this messy book of just all my thoughts and I would even write down prayers. Lord, like guide me. I don't know who I am without singing. You know, if if I'm not a singer then if this doesn't work out, what am I what am I gonna do? So to my twelve year old self I would tell that little girl who feels she's too shy or not bubbly enough or, you know, doesn't have the right look or not pretty enough or that your life is, is boring or that you have a boring personality, that that's just a lie and it's not true and you're being built up into the woman that God wants you to be. And it 
it might might take a while, but one day you're gonna grow into your own skin and just be be the girl that God uniquely made as you. And you don't have to compare yourself to anybody. Those moments in my bedroom, when it was just me and my notebook, that's when I really got into songwriting more. I felt like I had something to say now. Um, instead of other people giving me words to say, now I finally had these emotions that I was carrying. I picked up the guitar, started to put my own original music out online, and it was this, this kind of slow building process that wasn't forced, there was no you know, you gotta be this, and you, you gotta try this, and you know, you gotta try to have this different personality. I didn't have to change myself, I could just be myself. And finally just saying, okay, God, you said you have a plan for my life, so I'm just gonna trust that. And even if it means that I don't get famous or anything, I'm just gonna surrender all of this to you, put it in your hands. And I think once I did that, that's really when doors started opening. I continued to put out different videos online, just original music, and next thing I knew, I was signed again to another record label and put out a full-length album, which I had never done. Daytime TV, morning shows, sold-out tours, perform, and be nominated for a Grammy that still blows my mind and be the voice of an elephant in an animated movie called Sing. And that was just another dream come true. Philippians 3, verse 7 and 8 says, All these things I consider as loss compared to knowing Jesus Christ. I don't believe that every single day wholeheartedly, but that I think is the goal, is to really look at my life and be like, okay, if all of this went away, would I still be okay with just Jesus and all of the things that he offers? And and I, I would say yes, I, I would be okay because he's just, he's everything. Through Christ, I can just be myself and just be surrounded by his love. I'm Tori Kelly, and I am second. So if everything you knew to be true, everything you knew in your life was gone, would Jesus be enough? Hallelujah. You were created uniquely for you. And God is the only place to find fulfillment in your life. couple other things I just want to talk about today and the fact that God will accomplish his purpose. God will accomplish his purpose in your life if you'll let him. 
John 17, 4 says this, I brought you glory on earth by completing the work you've given me to do. That was Jesus' words to the Father. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. It's so cool that even in the midst of us messing up, God still has a plan. In the Garden of Eden, God had a plan. When Joseph was sold into slavery, God had plans. When the Israelites were taken into captivity, when Jesus died on the cross, fulfilled God's plan. As we've been talking about over the last several weeks, when Nero was persecuting the church, uh, as, as, first Peter, as Peter's writing to them in 1 Peter, as Nero's doing that, God still had a plan. Even when we get it wrong, he still has a plan. I just feel right now, I don't know why the Holy Spirit's just stopping me. I just feel right now, we're just going to stop. If I get to the rest of it, I get to the rest of it. But I just feel like there's some folks here this morning. You're trying to find all your purpose and your fulfillment in other things. You've not placed your attention on God where it needs to be. There's a thing in that clip that said this. When she said these words, when I surrendered everything to God, everything fell into place. You can try it on your own, but it'll fail eventually. Why? Because you were not created with that kind of purpose. One of my good friends, he says this, he says, we weren't created just to arrive safely at death. We were created to make a difference. And so today, I, I challenge you with this thought. Pastor Dustin, would you come up? Maybe you're here this morning, and, and you're struggling with that idea of surrendering everything to God. Maybe you're struggling with the idea of, man, I, I don't, I'm not feeling very fulfilled in life. Can I just challenge you with this thought today? Where are you looking for your fulfillment? Where are you looking for purpose? Father, today I pray. Would you allow the Holy Spirit right now to move through this room? That tugging you're feeling at your heart right now, that's God. He's pulling on you. Some of you in this room, you do a lot of good things. You can do a lot of stuff for people. You might even do ministry. But if your relationship with God is not right, if you're not surrendered completely to the Lord, all of that, will, you will never even find fulfillment in all of that because eventually it will become just something you do. And as long as life is all about something that you do, it will never define who you are. So today I challenge you. 
you're here this morning and you want to make the same confession that Tori Kelly made. Talented singer, had all kinds of things that she could have done. Failure after failure after failure. But there was a moment when she got on her face before the Lord and said, God, I surrender everything to you. And today, maybe that's you. A lot of times we like to sing, say that song. We like to sing it, I surrender all. But a closer evaluation of our lives would that indicate that maybe that's not the case. So the challenge is before you today. Holy Spirit, move right now. You're here this morning and you say, Pastor Joe, I want to make that decision. I want to surrender everything to the Lord today. I want to find His purpose for my life. My purpose is to worship. My purpose is to praise Him, to go after God with all my heart, and then He defines. He works in my life. You want to be a better mom? You want to be a better dad? Find your fulfillment in God. Surrender your family to the Lord. Surrender your life to the Lord. That'll make you a better mom and a better dad. want to be a better fill in the blank there. I have so many things. You will never be able to get better on your own. Not eternally. God says, come on, surrender. Surrender your life. If that's you this morning, would you slip up your hand? I want to do that today. We want to pray with you this morning. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hands all throughout this room. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Yes. I'm surrendering everything. I'm surrendering it all. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If it's any encouragement to you, let me just tell you. That process of surrender is an everyday thing. There are even times in my life when I try to mix it up and do it myself, but I come right back to the place of saying, God, I can't do this. And I found that when I surrender it to the Lord, I don't worry as much. When I surrender to God, I'm not anxious as much. God, you're in control. Hallelujah. Would you stand across this sanctuary with me today? If you raised your hand, we're going to pray. And as we pray this morning, here's what I'd like for you to do as an act of surrender. When, when somebody comes and, and uh, that's why we raise our hands, because when we raise our hands in worship, it's an act of surrender. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to surrender. If you want to come and kneel before God at this altar, these altars are open. If you want to do it that way, I've done it that way many times. If you want to raise your hands to the Lord, say, God, this is like you're lifting up your life to him. Say, God, I surrender my life. If you want to do it that way, I challenge you to do that. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing a course of this so you can get where you need to get. 
and then we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God is going to do something great this morning as you surrender your life to Him. Hallelujah.